0: So, today we're going to start lesson 33. God, we're going to do it in two parts, so in two days. Which is also LeShon Rabenu from the Manuscript of Rabenu. So let's hop right into it. LeShon Rabenu Zichron Baha, Mia Eish Chafetz chayim ohev yamim li'otov. Who is the man who desires life, Ohev yamim, who loves the days li'otov and seeing good, to see good. Who loves days of seeing good? What did that mean? We're gonna see later. the Hashem Rabenu is gonna really take this apart. But first, let's hop into it. So that's in Tehilim chapter thirty-four. Look over there. Okay, od The main idea is this: that one must pursue peace. That so shalom in Israel, shalom. That a person has to constantly pursue peace, that there's always peace among Israel, between us the brothers of Israel, and that there's always peace that each within each person, that each person is at peace. Bemidotab within his traits. Meaning what? That you have to make sure that within your own traits they're not conflicted. and over what happens to you you're not conflicted. That there's no difference between that which is good and that which is the bad times and the good times. That you should constantly find Hashemid that's what peace is. Peace within yourself, knowing that everything that happens to you is mamash, that everything is good, that you should not be at, worried over that, or sad over that, or any distress over that. You should have peace within yourself, within your traits, there's no conflict between there, that you can't see find Hashem. In Tehidim, in, um, I believe, it says in chapter 56, In Hashem I praise the matter, in Elohim, I praise the matter. Meaning, Hashem, Yud is Rachamim. Elohim is Deen, and we saw in Lesson 4, this concept. Uh, whether it's Deen or Rachamim, it's all good. This is an aspect of peace. But Rabbeinu asks, How does the person find Hashem, whether it's good in bad times? How does the person get to this understanding? To find Hashem? Rabbeinu answers through the Torah, which is called peace. As it is said in Mishle, all its pathways are peaceful. The entire, all the pathways of the Torah are peaceful, meaning Torah is peace. And peace is this idea that whether it's bad times or good times, it's all good, it's all Hashem. So through the Torah, by the way, we're able to attain this understanding. And the Shalom within ourselves and um, um, in general. That through the Tzadiqim, Shinikhu Gamken Breach, which are also called the, the Covenant of Peace, and look in the Hashmatot Hashmatot Azor, Beheshit, Resh Nun Zayn, and with Aleph over there. That the Tadiqim are also called his covenant of peace. They are also the aspect of Shalom. And this is why they which is why Mechamatze Yahhol e Hehovata Shalom Echomakom, this is why. Um and because of this, or because of the tzaddikim, there, it's able that there's, you're able to love peace in all places, whether it's in good or whether it's in bad, meaning that you're at peace, whether something bad or good happens to you, it doesn't matter. There's able to be peace through Israel, among Am Israel, to love one another. So the Ahava between Am Israel is dependent upon peace. And how do you want to attain peace? Through two things, Rabenu says. One, the Torah, And two, the tzaddikim. Okay. And a person must know that the entire earth is filled with God's glory. And there's no place empty of Hashem. And He fills all the worlds and He surrounds all the worlds. And even one who engages with business dealings, with the Goyim, He's not able to excuse himself and to say, it, A person can't say to himself, it's impossible for me to serve Hashem because of the insensitivity of the spirituality and the gashmiut, the constant physicality that I'm falling to because of the involvements that I'm dealing with, the etc. etc. Et you can't say that. How? Why? Because the Chachamim have already revealed to us that even within all the physical and corporeal things, corporeal things, all the physical, materialistic things, and all the languages of the Goyim, you're able to find godliness within them. Because we know that without godliness at all, they have no life force or sustenance, they can't survive. All these languages or these these physical things that the down you bring life to all to all of these things it's just that the life force that is in there the godliness that exists within these physical things is just very contracted and very limited it's only there to ensure that it exists just enough and not more meaning it's just to bring their existence didn't give them an extra drop of life force more than that because God he contracted his godliness with many great contractions and different contractions from the first thought until the center point of the physical world all the way from the highest place God's thought she exists above everything. To the center point of this physical world, to the lowest point in this world, there's tremendous amount of contractions that Hashem went through to be able to, to get all the way down here, to create this, this physicality here. Why? Because in this physical world, this is where the klipot live. The evil forces live here. And the Bible explains that the more contractions and the more devolutions that exist... Lower and lower we go. That the godliness that is enclosed within the lower place has more enclosements. Meaning, the lower we go, the more enclosements of godliness are there. Meaning, the the more amount of garments that it took for Hashem to enclose His godliness there. And this is what the Chachamim have revealed to us. Opening a way for us. So that discerning the people who have secher should understand and know that within all physical and corporeal things, Hashem's godliness and His life force is there. In Coptic, tat, in this this language. Is Stein means two. Tat means two in this cat uh, in this language of Kat, Katfi language. Pat be Afrike, Pat in the African language, Stein is two. the Tat and Pat both mean two in both of these languages. Why? To prove to us. What does the gemara telling us? To tell us that within all the languages of the Goyim, there is godliness there that brings life to it. This is what it brought in the Gemara Yerushalmi. In the Gemara Yerushalmi, in it's brought over there, that if a person asks you, if a person tells you, where is your God, and asks you, where is your God, you know you should answer Him? In the great city of Rome. Why? As is brought down in Yeshayah chapter 21, verse 11, my god calls to me from seir or i believe maybe it's actually not my god but one calls to me from seir meaning one a person calls to me hashem from seir what's this idea that a person can call out even from seir which is what we know is the concept of rome of the of uh, the christians that even from within that that dwelling place, one can call out to, from, uh, to me, Hashem. We find that this person in the Gemara that comes to ask this other person, "Where is your God?" This person who's asking this question, it's certain that he's sunken in within the the, the dwelling place of the evil forces. For he. Left from the community and he denied God's existence why? by the fact that he merely asked where is your God not where is our God where is your God by this fact it proves to us that he didn't believe in God and it seems to this person by the fact that he said where is your God that within his place there is no God right? this is why you should tell him even within your place that you are sunken in within the the dwelling place of all these evil forces, which is what we call Seir. With this person, with this answer, the Gemara to teaches us that you should answer him that even where you stand, there's godliness. You can find godliness. For he brings life to everything. And you bring life to all, it says. And from there, even from this dark place, you're able to attach yourself unto Him unto God unto God Himself and to return to Hashem with complete returning for He is not far from you it's just that within your place the garments are many look how Rabbeinu just takes everything and He brings it to Ninyan of Chesed that even within the darkest of places it's not that Hashem is not there that Hashem is far no it's not that He's far it's just that there's many garments for His godliness might be a little bit harder to find Him. But it's not that he's far, he's still there, just as much as he's in the highest place, within all the of even. And the more a person goes from level to level, he gets closer to Hashem and he's able to know Hashem with greater understanding. Because the greater the level that a person reaches, the more supernal the level, the less the amount of garments that exist there. And the contraction is lessened. And he's closer to Hashem. And he's able to love Hashem with a greater love. For the fact that he sees more godliness revealed to him. And behold, Rabban says, section 3, there are two types of days. Days of good and days of bad. It says, On the good day, enjoy the good fortune. And on the bad day look. Okay, what did I mean? That is that a person has to look very, very well. To pay attention very very well. That he should certainly find over there days of good, meaning the Torah. Meaning look for the Torah within your days. Days of good, which is the Torah, Torah, we know Torah is Torah. Midot. And the days are called Midot. Traits. It says in Tehilim, What is the measure of my days? What is the measure of my days? Or the measure of my days. We see that the Yamim is Midot. Or measures or traits. Traits. Characteristics. And these traits are the Torah. So we see the Yamim is Torah. Also, Midot is Torah. It's all one. For the Torah is entirely made up of the traits of Hashem, of God. For the Torah speaks about love and fear and other traits. And with the Torah Hashem created all the worlds. And it says in Mishle, I was with him an Amon, a nursling. Don't read a nursling, a craft. Meaning, with the Torah... Hashem created the world, which is the aman, which is also the the blueprint, etc., etc., nonetheless. The letters of the Torah bring life to every single thing. What's the difference? It's just the lower we go, the lower the level, there the letters of the Torah are with greater contraction, as we saw. Because the letters of the Torah are godliness, Just that with the lower ego, we saw the the, the garments over there of Hashem's godliness are greater. There's more contraction, there's more garments. So we see here that the letters of the Torah are with greater contraction from the level above it. Why? So what does Rabbi explain? That they don't illuminate, the letters of the Torah don't illuminate itself to the same degree as the level above it. When the letter of the Torah exists at the lower level, they don't, they don't illuminate as much as the level above. Why? In order that they don't, the light doesn't shine too much influx and bring too much life uh, than what is needed for that level. In the klipot, the lower we go, the more the klipot are there. And the more light that exists, we have to be careful that we don't give too much light to the klipot. So that's why there's less light to make sure that we don't give too much life to the evil forces. So what do we find? That even in the place where the klipot dwell, within the days of VAR, which are the evil traits as we saw, and the languages of the Avodat Kochavim, that even there Hashem, one is able to find the letters of the Torah. But because of the great amount of levushim, garments, and the great contraction that exists at those low, low levels in the place of the thipot, they don't show through. The letter the letter of the Torah don't show through. They aren't seen as much. Meaning the days of good, which are the letter of the Torah, aren't able to be seen as much. Why? Because the yedemera, for the days of evil and the darkness rests upon them. Meaning... In the place where it's difficult, it's harder to find the good within there. But that's because of the great tinsum that exists within that place. Just you have to go digging for the, for the elokut within that place. And why? Because it's harder for the days of bad and the darkness rests upon the days of good. So you have to dig through the darkness. But one who subdues his evil inclination, which is what? The days of evil. Which is what? The characteristics of evil. Meaning all the evil fears and loves and etc. Then the, the evil is unsettled completely in relation to the days of good that is within them. Then the letters of the Torah that exist within that dark place become more prominent and become more seen and more illuminated. Because at the beginning they weren't illuminated as much for they had not received light from above why haven't they received light from above uh, before one has found Hashem there in order that the days of evil don't have more don't receive too much life force than what it needs but now that the evil is nullified and the letters of the Torah are there are alone that the days of evil are no longer there then there's tremendous amount of light that is has from above we find meaning he subdues his his evil days which is the evil traits when he's, he's speaking with a goy for example or when he sees their traits then immediately the evil which dwells upon the good what is the good? the letters of the Torah Then all the evil is subdued and falls. And then the author of the Torah, the letter of the Torah, become more prominent. Then he knows the Torah that exists within that place, that dark place. It's amazing. And this is what it says in in the Zohar. Bless Hashem, O His angels, mighty ones, who do His word, who do His bidding, etc., etc., as we see. And the verse continues, Nishmua um, Bekot to listen. He who listens to, to his um, the voice of his bidding, etc. The Zohar, when it brings this verse, what did the Zohar say? That these angels who listen to God's bidding, this is a reference to those who overcome the Yetzirah. Who are literally compared to angels. Or said Devaro, when it says in the verse, who do his bidding, De'abdinahai Devaro. What did the Zohar say? They make this word. What did that mean? And at the end, it says, to, to, to listen to the voice of his bidding, to listen to the voice of God's bidding. These angels, basically, these people who overcome the Yetzirah, who make this uh, this word, they merit to hear voices from above. That's what it means, to listen to the voice of his word. They merit to hear voices from above. Now Davar. is going to take this apart. The Torah is called Davar. Matter. Think. Or the word. The word he commanded for a thousand generations. What's the word? It's the Torah he commanded for a thousand generations. And the more the letters of the Torah are contracted and enclosed with greater contractions and garments, the Torah is in greater concealment and hiddenness. And one who strips away the letter of the Torah from these garments, who do make the Torah, as if he's literally building the Torah. Let's bring a parable. says, When they were scattered and spread out among the languages of the Goyim, and no person knew of them because of the fact that these days of evil darkened over these holy letters and enclosed these holy letters. Meaning that the, the, the bad that happens constantly tries to drown us in its misery for, so that we don't recognize the good that exists there. <speaking in Hebrew> when this person comes who is similar to this angel of Hashem this person who is literally an angel the Zohar says for the fact that he, he subdued his evil inclination, meaning the days of his evil. Days of evil. What happens when this person subdues the and the days of evil? Then the evil that exists within the Lash, meaning the evil, which is the languages of the Goyim, are subdued and eliminated next to the good then the letters of the Torah become more prominent and illuminated. And when you strip away from these letters, these holy letters, from these contractions, these physical contractions, these physical garments, from the language of the Goyim, from the evil traits of the Goyim, meaning from the days of evil that a person sometimes comes upon. The bad days that a person sometimes falls upon. Then you're able to receive from these letters of the Torah even greater light than what you were able to receive from it at the beginning. Because at the beginning, this place could only receive so much light, only enough life force to bring life to that place. The letters of the Torah were just enough to illuminate that place according to what it needs in order to not to bring too much influx to that place this is with regard to Porim that a person has to get drunk until the point where he doesn't know the difference between cursed is Haman and blessed is um, until a person doesn't know the difference between um, meaning he mix, mixes it up. Mixes up the phrase. So when a person doesn't know the difference anymore, that's how a person should get drunk. It's brought down the Gemara also. But this is the Arizal. Why? Because what did the Arizal explain over there? Meaning, in order you draw Shefa to these evil forces, just enough for it to live and not more. Let's see what, why the Arizal is going to explain. Rabbeinu is going to bring it down here. Look in the Priets Chaim in the Kabbalot of Purim, chapter six. It's brought over there. Purim. Sham. Now, what does Rabbeinu explain according to the Arizal, that he brings? That the brings, he explains that you need to draw life force to holiness, to the holiness that is hidden within the klipa within the evil forces. You have to bring life force to the, the holiness that is trapped within the the grasp of the evil forces. But you need to draw life force there with great contraction. And this is what Ari explains is the greatest, is the secret kavanah of getting drunk on Purim. Because what did he explain? I'll elaborate a little bit. That why, did a per, why does a person have to get drunk to the point where he didn't know blessed is Mordechai or God forbid they not know the difference between blessed Mordechai or cursed Mordechai God forbid God forbid to say such a thing or blessed is Haman God forbid to say such a thing right why did the person need to get drunk to the point where did not understand the difference anymore because the Aghi explains when you're saying blessed is Haman God forbid Haman is a klipah we know that the klipah is Haman Amalek but when you say saying blessed is this klipah what you're doing essentially is you're able to bring holiness and life force to that to that evil place, to the hamar, God forbid. When you, when you bless an evil person, you're giving him life force. So by saying blessed is this evil person, you're giving that evil person life force. But when you're drunk, you're not fully aware. So what the Aghi explains is that when you're drunk, you're able to accomplish that you give life force there, but just enough life force to be able to elevate those holy sparks within that place, and not bring too much life force to give strength to the evil there. You bring just enough life force to be able to elevate the holiness within, within Haman. But actually, it's just enough to elevate the holiness, which actually takes away its life force. Because we know that all the evil places, all the evil forces, we know can only survive through holiness. That all their, all their life force comes through k'tusha. It's just they twist it and they do whatever with it. But when we bless that evil place, what you're doing essentially is you're lifting up the holy sparks from within that place but by the fact that you're drunk is that you don't give it too much light. It's just enough so that the the holiness within that place ascends and then that Kripa is left void without any life force at all and it vanishes completely. That's the holiness of getting drunk on Fuim and why it's so important because you're accomplishing this awesome, awesome Tikkun. And this is what Rabbeinu is explaining. To bring just enough life force to that place not too much uh, and that's why we get drunk, because the drunkenness shows that we're not fully intent about blessing Haman. God forbid to say, to do such a thing. But whenever you strip the holy letters from within the klipot, then the letters receive a tremendous amount of light from above. And this is what it says: those angels who do his bidding to listen to his the voice of his bidding. Meaning. They're making and they're building the Torah. They're building the Torah, which was which was initially scattered and spread out within among the languages of the goyim and in the evil traits and in the bad days, etc. Then you have this aspect of to listen to the voice of His bidding. To hear voices from above, meaning what? Meaning that the Davar, the thing which is we said is the Torah, a Torah. Because we, what did we say earlier? The Torah is an aspect of Davar. As we saw. Um, that Torah is the aspect of Davar. I'm trying to find where I said it and what the verse was. Um... Whatever will we'll, if I find it later, then I'll, I'll bring it back. But the davar is the Torah. and this Torah, which is what we call davar, lishma bekol to the voice of his Devaro, which is the Torah. We're saying we're explaining the voice of his Torah. Meaning what? You merit to hear voices from above, which is what you're able to receive lots of light from above. And this is listening to the Torah. This is, when we listen to the Torah, this is exactly what's occurring. This is the aspect of ve-nishma. When we receive the Torah, what the Jewish people say, we will do and we will listen. That The first thing we do is we make and we build the letters of the Torah. So that the letters are more prominent and they come together as brought down the Afterwards, nishma. Then we will listen. Meaning, what we will merit to listen to the voices from above. Meaning, that the letters of the Torah receive life force and greater light before uh, than what they received, than what they had received before. Than what they had received before, when they were still enclosed within the languages of the goyim, and in the days of Bar, etc., etc. and this is known. That the Torah, meaning the midot. The traits, which is the days that we saw Midatiama, we know the Torah is also midot that the Torah is made up of the Midot of the Baruch Hu. That yeah, within the Torah dwells there the love of HaShem Bah. Kegon the Bar and the Zohar Hakadosh Bashad Balak, Yom that Hashem commands his chesed, his loving kindness daily. Meaning what shakes meaning that the Chesed, the love, as it says in Yermiya, Ahavat Olam Haftih. I've loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I extend to you loving kindness, etc. As we see here, this concept of love and chesed. This is the day that goes with all the other days, which is what what are the other days? The midot, meaning that the trait of all traits is this concept of ahava. For the traits, the midot, are contractions of his godliness, as we know. In order that we should be able to comprehend God through his traits. So that we might know him. That's why the traits are revealed to us. Because without God's traits, it's impossible to understand. And how are you going to relate to Hashem? Because of the love that God loves the Jewish people. And he wants us that we should attach ourselves and bind ourselves to him to love him, even from this physical world. He enclosed his godliness within the traits of the Torah so that we should attach ourselves to him within this physical world. This is the aspect of the 630 mitzvot. For Hashem calculated within his mind that through this mitzvah we're able to. Understand him, but it is it. and this is why, and through this, God contracted His godliness specifically within the six hundred thirty mitzvot, because each and every mitzvah is another way to attach ourselves to God through a certain midah. For a parable, an example, that God calculated within His mind the aspect of the mitzvah that the mitzvah should be like this. Meaning that the mitvah is accomplished through four chapter, four um, sections of the Torah and four houses and four part, and four uh, sections of the bait of leather that is handwritten with straps of leather, etc. Meaning that all the details of the finin because this is the way God calculated it. He measured it. That through this contraction we're able to perceive Him and to understand Him and to serve Him and this is why god did not command us that we should have four batim sections of the with silver and gold but rather meaning he commanded it a certain way not with silver and gold but a certain way that he designed designed that he desired for this is how he measured it and he calculated it according to his love That through the love, we find that through the love that Hashem loves us, the Jewish people. He includes himself within the trait of the Torah. That we find within every single midah of the Torah, there is ahava, love. That Hashem loves uh, the love that Hashem has for the Jewish people. Nimtzah, we find mishem afshit at the Torah milavushem Klipot, Milavushem aklipot, that one who strips the letters of the Torah from the garments or the the enclosing of the klipot, are the kviyat haYetzer through subduing the Yetzer Ra, as he who makorav laShalom, then he's close to peace. Kemoshekatuv, and it says, bechol netivoteh haShalom, all its pathways are peaceful, as we see in the with regard to the Torah, that the Torah is all peace. So that's it for today. Ba'al HaShem. God willing, tomorrow we'll finish the lesson. But that's where we're going to stop today.